Mackie and Judd are talking twins. Talking twins. Now, with 1500ESPN.com senior web editor and resident seam head Derek Wetmore, presented by the Canopy Group for the best insurance coverage at the absolute best price. Well, we were hoping to break down actual baseball games this last weekend, but the Twins haven't played since Thursday. Uh, they head for warmer temperatures in Puerto Rico, where hopefully there won't be two feet of snow dumped on them against the Indians. So let's start off with this. Let's pick up our conversation from last week, Derek Wetmore, about Joe Maurer after his 2000th hit. Do you think Joe Maurer has a chance to be a Hall of Famer? Yes, I do. I do think Joe Maurer has a chance to be a Hall of Famer because I'm the non-zero guy. What percentage chance if he were to never play a baseball game ever again right now? So that's closer to zero. Closer to zero than 100. Yes, I'll say closer to zero than 100. And the part of your question that I'd like to tease out, which is if he never played another baseball game again, I think this is this is my hot take for the week, boys. Are you ready? If Joe Maurer had that uh, season-ending concussion in 2013, and instead of switching to first base, he just his career was over, I think Joe Maurer would be a Hall of Famer. And I don't think there would be much room for debate. So they would, instead of counting stats being... Right. You know, it was, oh man, this guy was really on track, yeah. but he just didn't get enough Go hits. Go down as an all-time great catcher. He did, Yeah, he didn't get to Absolutely. 2,000 hits. He, he right, didn't, yeah. gosh, he wasn't, uh, he only won one MVP. Yep. He would be remembered instead as the one of the best catchers of all time, at least one of the best offensive catchers of all time. I think the switch to first base and sort of the numbers decline that we've witnessed in multiple years since then, I think that's going to hurt his candidacy, and that's where that's where his debate gets really interesting for me. I think if he had retired after last year, he doesn't get in for sure. But what we're starting to see now is he came back last year and played well. He again is playing well. And I, I told Phil this last week, Derek, I think if he can carry on the second act of, of his career as a gold glove first baseman who can hit, doesn't hit for tons of power, but that's fine. Sure, I think he's got a, a good chance. Here's my question for for you guys, though. Are we living? Are we living inside the Twin City sports cocoon too much? Because what what sports fans here think of Joe, ultimately when it comes to Cooperstown, does not matter. What matters is what the voters see and how they how they react. And when they sit down with their ballot, let's say in fifteen years or something, when when they sit down with with their ballot at some point, they're going to see a guy who did things that catchers don't do. They're going to see a guy who declined, but it can be explained, especially with the concussions. And then there's a there's a fighting chance. Now they're going to see a second act, which was pretty good. I think when I think this discussion on our parts is very much based on our perceptions and the perceptions in this town. And I wonder if that's misguided, seeing as how I could see baseball people saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. You're talking yeah. about two pretty good acts here interrupted." By by not just some weird decline, but something that can be quantified. You can point to. Yes. Now, here's why it does matter. And that's because if you compare him with other first basemen, it'd be a joke of a candidacy. He would not make the Hall of Fame. He's not one of the handful of first basemen to ever play the game. He's J.T. Snow. He just is a, a person who plays baseball. You'd be like, all right, he had a long career, and congratulations. He'd be like a Hall of Good which we like to talk about a lot, but not Hall of Fame, no chance. It's when you stack his numbers up against catchers that you really see, whoa, holy, oh, nobody does this. And that's where I think that it does matter, Judd. It's not just the local perception of 
guys who go down to Target Field and just rip on Joe Maurer because he's overpaid. I think that the switch matters more than the perception. The switch matters. Now we have to decide how are we comparing him. Are we comparing him against first baseman? Then no chance. I would not even say non-zero, Phil. But if you're comparing him against catchers and then you get to add in his first base stats here as sort of this second act, as you termed it, well then, yeah, he's got a really good shot. In fact, that's almost a slam dunk candidacy yeah. to me when you look at the other numbers, other other catchers who are already in, by the way, other catchers that have put up Joe Maurer stacks up really, really well. A, a good postseason run in the next year or two, if he signs another contract, could really do him well, wonders too, because he's really done. He's done nothing of consequence in the postseason. And you mentioned that this second act, we don't know how long it's going to last, and we don't. No, no. I mean, it's, it's going well this year. Last year, I'd say it was a pretty good bounce back season for Maurer. Mm-hmm. I was at a Twins luncheon on Friday before the weather called all three games and it was just kind of like their welcome home thing with uh sponsors and state or uh city commerce people chamber of commerce chamber of commerce thank you and molitor got up and spoke in front of the crowd and he said yeah it's really cool i hope everyone got to experience joe's 2000th hit couldn't happen to a nicer guy and he turns and he looks at mauer and he says and joe somebody pointed out to me that I got my 2000th hit right around my 35th birthday. Mauer turns 35 this week. He says, so 1300 more to go, bud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was like, yep. what a perfect, uh, like gotcha moment for Molitor. One of the, he's number 10 on the all time hit list. That's a lot of base hits, but would be really interesting if there was a Molitor like late career surge go, for a guy like Joe Maurer. Go back and look at Paul's career. Uh, Paul, for, yeah. for the first portion with the Brewers, could not stay on the field. Yeah, a lot of injuries. Paul missed a ton for of sure. time and then and then got stronger and stronger. Well, Mauer, so. or, uh, sorry, Maurer admitted uh, over the course of this homestand that he did not plan on playing baseball until he's 50 years old like Ichiro plans to do. So, yeah. so it's not going to be a matter of just sticking around and racking up hits to get to 3, 3K. I don't, I don't think he'll get there, but... Even 2,000, I think you can make a strong Hall of Fame case for Joe Maurer. Well, I mean, some of the lists that he's a part of, one of only 11 players ever to notch 2,000 hits, three batting titles, and then a slash line of 300 batting average for his career, 390 OBP, 800 OPS. The other guys on that list are Ty Cobb, Rogers Hornsby, Tony Gwynn, Stan Musial, Honus Wagner, Ted Williams, Rod Carew, Miguel Cabrera, Larry Walker, and Wade Boggs. And it always amazes me when you talk about the like the Rod Carew, Tony Gwynn types, Paul Molitor, where you're not you're not a big wowing power hitter. Your batting average on base, your singles and doubles, and you do it that way. And Maurer, the at least locally, the perception of Maurer, like we hammer him for what he's not instead of celebrating him for what he is. He's Rod Judd brought up the comparison on Friday. He's Rod Carew down to the career OPS, like exactly the same career OPS. Rod Carew was a 220 hitter in the postseason. Maurer has that on Rod Carew. He's like hasn't been great in the postseason, but he at least hits like 280 in the postseason. Rod Carew stole bases. Joe Maurer was a catcher. Now Carew played the extra time to get the extra hits as well. So yeah. Maurer's career is not complete. But we don't ever think back to Rod Carew's career or Tony Gwynn's and think, you know what? Man, if those guys would have hit more bombs or if they would have done this in the postseason. We celebrate their careers as Hall of Famers, which they are. And it just surprises me a little bit that people are so home run and RBI obsessed 
that they can't appreciate the other things that bring value to a baseball diamond. Yeah, it bothers I, me. I got a chance to talk to Rod Crew after Adrian Beltre passed him. This is a week ago, maybe to become the all-time hit king among Latin-born players. Did you point out how many home runs Adrian Beltre has and why Carew's career is a sham? No? Okay. That didn't come up. No. No, that didn't come up. Hey, Rod, just one quick thing. But don't you think Maurer should hit more home runs? (laughs) Uh, I I just said, what do you... I mean, were you watching? You must have been aware that he was closing in on your record uh, because Carew had been the hit king for years and years and years. And so Beltre has this wonderful career. He's going to the Hall of Fame, by the way. This wonderful career where not only was he a very good player and a good defensive player, a likable guy, but he also played so long that he got to that total. And Carew basically said, yeah, you pull for him. And he pulls for Ichiro. Once Once you get to that 3,000 hit plateau, I mean, that's that's another level. Obviously, you're talking about a different level from 2,000. So I'm not trying to compare them. He was just saying that... It takes a lot to get there. So, of course, I pull for those guys because you have to be special to do that. I think Joe Maurer is special. I think he's had a very special career in Major League Baseball. One primary difference that you can point out is, at least based on the way the last couple of years have gone, you don't expect that he's going to play to 42, 43, and still be this great player. So the longevity is going to be number one question for him. I, I just think that the more I get give this thought from the voters' perspective, they're not going to have a lot of the biases that we probably have. And and to your point, Derek, I think what they will do is is if he is now, let's say he puts together three good years, they're going to look back to what you're talking about, which is his ability as a catcher and be blown away. Well, and that's that's going to be if he had gone off the cliff completely and and he was hitting two sixty still, I'd yeah. say that really hurts you. But my gosh, if you go back and look at the totality of his career as a catcher, and then he's got a decent second part, that's that's where I think we, because we're always operating on on the local sports scene thought of like Phil said, home runs. Why didn't you hit more? I don't think voters are going to think about that nearly as much as the fact that this guy won batting titles playing catcher, which just simply doesn't happen. It, it is fair to say that in his era. The lack of home runs is what is what creates the gap between him and say Albert Pujols, um, Alex Rodriguez. Like, there's a clear gap between the best hitters of this generation and Joe Maurer. Yes, but that doesn't mean that Joe Maurer isn't also in that. Let's call it that, like one B tier, because uh, like Pujols and A Rod and Mike Trout, they all they hit, not only do they have the average and the OBP, but they also have the power to go along with it. Now, if you would have put Pujols behind the plate for ten or twelve years, exactly, and you're like six foot three, six foot four, Joe Maurer, whatever he is, six foot four, six foot five, um, your pro- your body, your back, your legs, your knees, you're gonna you're gonna take enough punishment to where your numbers would. He broke decline. down playing first base. Pujols yes. did. Well, yes, he's like 150 years old now, so that that That's plays all? into it too. I, I just want to mention one thing that uh, so Jay Jaffe wrote this great piece, uh, formerly at SI, now he's at Fangraphs. He wrote a piece on Joe Maurer when he crossed 2,000 hits, sort of along the lines of what I wrote, which was like, let's celebrate this career. I know it's arbitrary, round number, and great, but don't be jaded about this. Pause to reflect on the achievement that he's gotten to this point. 
think about everything that took him here, and that's that's a fun story. Can you Jeff, read it when we come back here? Yeah, it's it's actually about Hall of Fame voting, and Jaffe's kind of the preeminent authority on that. Awesome. Let's do that when we come back. Derek Wetmore hanging out with us from the Touch em All podcast, which you can subscribe to on 1500ESPN.com. You can find it or anywhere you would uh, generally find podcasts. We're hanging out with our friend Derek Wetmore, who likes baseball. He covers Twins baseball for 1500ESPN.com. He's a simple man. That's how he I is. introduce myself at parties. Hi, yes. I'm Derek Wetmore, and I really like baseball. How are you? I really Really like I really like lean meats, vegetables, sweater vests, yes. and baseball. I'm just kidding. I don't go to parties. And I think pace of play is just fine. <laughs> I think pace of play is great. How about a four-hour game today? Um, all right, back to this Maurer thing here. We're talking oh, Maurer yeah. Hall of Fame candidacy, <laughs> things like that. Joe you Maurer. had a you had a Jay Jaffe anecdote. Yeah, Joe Maurer and things like that. I I do have a. It's interesting because it goes back to the conversation of Judd. Are we comparing? Joe Maurer's career against catchers? Or are we going to say, well, this part was against catchers, and then he kind of hung around a little bit too long for his own good and played a position that he didn't really stack up very well against? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the central question of his Hall of Fame candidacy, because if he goes in as a catcher, like he's in, I, I think. That's my personal opinion. And, and position absolutely matters when you're time. going into the Hall of Fame. Oh, it's big like, time. I mean, it's there's a lot of first basemen who are, well, most, are incapable of putting on catching equipment or playing shortstop or center field. So sure. you should you, just physically being able to play a position like that is credit. And then doing it well is another layer on top of that. Yeah, and Joe Maurer was kind of in this wave, you know, the Buster Posey's Matt Weeders, where it's like, oh, they can hit too? What? Yeah. And Maurer was sort of at the front of that. Uh, Jay Jaffe's article on Fangraphs after Maurer got to his 2000th hit, he basically talked about his peak seven seasons, which is a pretty good measurement for Hall of Fame, you know, hey, were you one of the best players ever in your best seven years? Yeah. If not, you better play 20 seasons and rack up a lot of hits or wins or whatever. If you just look at the best seven seasons, and all of them were as a catcher for Joe Maurer, he is the fifth best catcher of all time by Jaffe's metric here. The other four? Yep. All enshrined. So you're talking Bear, uh, Gary Carter, Johnny Bench, Johnny Bench, Johnny Bench yep. Mike Piazza, and Pudge Rodriguez. Wow! Yep. Like that's that's the company that he keeps when you're talking about his best seasons. But obviously, there's more to the story than that. Do sure. we count all of his seasons? Do we compare him with first baseman? Like, but he not th- only it gets messier. And and in that time period that you just talked about, Derek, he not only was great offensively. But great defensively as well. Too. Yeah, and that plays into his value. Fangraphs Piazza, is definitely accounting you know, was, for that. Was, was great at the plate, but not so great defensively. Mm-hmm. They're definitely accounting for that yeah. in his wins above replacement totals there. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not as simple as boiling it down to a number and saying yes or no. I don't think so. That's not mm-hmm. what the Hall of Fame is about for me. But I do think that if you're trying to boil it down to a number and saying what were his seven best seasons, go compare him against the greatest of all time. And he's right there standing shoulder yeah. to shoulder with him. Also worth noting again here, too, and this plays off the question that Dave threw out like a half hour ago. Why is it in general, especially in sports, fans, media, we tend, instead of accentuating and highlighting the positives, we tend to nitpick the negatives. We tend to skew negative. So yeah. Joe Maurer is a classic example of that, that maybe he's not a Hall of Famer. And if your main flag in the ground is not a Hall of Famer, didn't hit enough homers, not a Hall of Famer. Not Kirby Puckett. And maybe those things are true. Maybe he's not a Hall of Famer. Maybe he should have hit more home runs at six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds or whatever. Maybe he's not as good as Kirby Puckett. 
Okay, but like if that's your threshold for getting joy out of baseball and Joe Maurer, then I'm sorry. Like yeah, you're miserable. Yeah, well, you're miserable, and and you're not able to celebrate a 14 year really really good career. Much of it was Hall of Fame caliber. I try to do this all the time. In baseball, as an analyst, it's so easy to say this guy's not good enough to do X, or this guy's not Pedro, right? <laughs> like Jose Barrios had a really fascinating start against the White Sox, and nobody could touch his curveball. He's about to go start in Puerto Rico, and he's off to a great start this season. Yeah, but I mean, for a little guy, like he's he might not be Pedro Martinez. <laughs> he's not as good as Chris Sale. He might certainly not be. or Corey Kluber, and yeah. like at least. <laughs> Probably not. So, so, anyways, that's that. Buck Showalter said in in Baltimore five years ago now. Pay more attention to what players are good at doing, and this is analysts. This is fans. He was talking about managers. He said, "There's 29 other people in my job. Some of us pay too much attention to what a guy cannot do. You're always going to be able to find a flaw on yep. your 25 man roster, yep. or in your farm system, or with any part of your organization, front office, coaching staff, you name it. Rather than saying, "Ah, eh, this guy's kind of a light hitting shortstop," man, he sucks, and we I wish we didn't have him. No, no, no. Get as many awesome defensive innings at shortstop as you can. Mm -hmm. Minimize how much harm he does to you offensively. Try to find ways to build around that. Chris Davis, he's going to hit some bombs. Kind of a bad first baseman. Going to strike out a lot. Okay, well, now you're stuck with him. Figure out how to use that. Figure out how to get the best out of players and stop focusing so much on the negative. We do still have to, as analysts, pay attention to what guys can't do. It can't just be a celebration all the time. But for a guy, a player as talented and as proficient and as valuable as Joe Maurer's been throughout his Twins career, I just think that he should be celebrated more. That was awfully is. positive. That's I'm gonna yeah. You came in here and really optimism reigns. Positivity on a Monday too when it's Derek just snow. Optimism reigns, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Where to go, Derek? But you know what? At least the snow will likely be melted in a week and a half. From and now. it probably won't snow in Puerto Rico. No, that's true. Most likely, It'll be very uh, unlikely. At the rate, at the rate things unlikely. are going, I'm not going <laughs> to yes. guarantee against it. <laughs> All right, bye, Derek. Thanks, guys. Derek Wetmore. Uh, you can find the sunshine of positivity on the Touch 'Em All podcast and 1500. You do a lot ESPN. of things well, Derek. I come. I found a lot of them. You, you got a lot of attributes. Now get out of here. You taking my advice to heart, or oh, is get this... out of here? Okay. Yeah, I'm being All positive. Right. All right, I'm gone. Insincere judge just made an appearance there at the end of that segment. Wasn't expecting. Do we got insincere on, judge? Do, do we got on tape? Oh, we could we can add it to the list. Okay, That'd be good. cool, man. I'd like to, to see that again. Call it duty. Modern warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A dual operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and 328 23.